gets colder My eyes go thin as I get older Piece in pieces, bloody and bruised I feel so helpless and confused Cause I hear screaming on the left, yelling on the right I'm sitting in the middle trying to live my life Good afternoon. This is Evelyn Pringle. Welcome to Focus on the Facts. Today, Patricia Negron and I will cover the latest news on taking down the global child sex trafficking networks, and we will discuss the underage sex trafficking network in the United States and the latest news on the Jeffrey Epstein, John of God, and Nexium sex trafficking cults and networks, and the latest news on the Vatican scandal. We'll also cover the deaths of two more whistleblowers, one involving the Pope and the other who reported it on the John of God scandal. So Trish and I will discuss these scandals and try to explain how they all tie together. Welcome to the show, Trish. Thank you. <laughs> it's good to be back. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, right. I, w- I want to start off by, um, you know, explaining how how the, on the Internet they are blocking all of us from posting, you know, information on these scandals. You know, um, yeah. I was just kicked off Facebook again today. And you know what they kicked me off for, the post they kicked me off for? The Vatican Sex Which Summit Report, the Vatican Sex Summit Report, day four, and I just posted a, a, a I just posted a paragraph out of the article. It said Pope Francis now appears to be the Pope who will go down in history as not the great reformer, but the man who w- would not extradite himself from his own past and alliances, and was eventually buried under a mountain of homosexual filth, homo predator priests in the hierarchy that tried unsuccessfully to keep it all covered up. So I've just posted that, you know, that paragraph out of the article, and I get up this morning, I'm kicked off Facebook for posting that. The censorship has has escalated oh. to a degree. Like I, I honestly did not expect to see it escalate to the point where it is now. And this comes, you know, we have all these private platforms like Twitter and Facebook censoring And this is just as Congress and this administration is pushing through legislation to make it criminal, a a federal felony, to criticize Israel or Zionism. And this it doesn't include American policy. It's only Israeli policy, for which you can be fined $250,000 and spend 10 years in prison for criticizing Israel. This is a federal law that is going has already made its way through Congress, and um, it is wait, awaiting finalization. And it is part of the. It's called the Freedom of Speech Act, just like the Patriot Act is such a you know hypocrisy. But um, it, it's it, it's going. It's passing through right now, and and this you know this is already the case in Germany, in France. I mean, you can't. You can't even defend yourself in German courts with facts that relate to the Holocaust because anything relating to the Holocaust is considered illegal. So you you literally cannot mount your own defense in Germany, and that is where we're heading right now. I mean, the the censorship goes way beyond just these platforms. But um, and so and this is this, is this also, law that's being passed that's just we can't criticize Israel. That's the only country. We no, we are one is going has just passed through Congress here in the U.S., but it is already illegal in numerous other states, including um, 
Germany. So um, that will be the case. But I'm asking, this is the only country we're not allowed to criticize. We'll go to prison if we criticize Israel. That's the only country? Oh, yes. Yes. That's the only one. And it doesn't even include the United States. What the hell is this? (laughs) That's what happens when you have, you know, dozens and dozens of your members of Congress, dual Israeli citizens. It's not as if, you know, some of them are dual Israeli citizens and some of them are dual Canadian citizens and French citizens. These are all dual Israeli citizens citizens voting on legislation about our policy with regard to Israel, which is a direct conflict of interest just to start, much less the idea that we have elected representatives with dual loyalties in Congress is just outrageous. Meanwhile, we have a White House cabinet member, John Bolton, who is also a dual Israeli citizen. I mean, imagine if there were anyone else, any other country that no one would tolerate that for a moment. Well, no, I, I, I view this as a, a prison profiteering scheme because they're going to lock a bunch of us up. I'm never going to stop criticizing Israel. I don't care what law no. they pass. Right. Well, that's it's going to it's going to create an interesting dilemma for the deep state because they won't be able to lock us all up. And I and I think there were many, many, many like you. And there are many Jews, actually, who are growing even more outraged than people like you and me, because they're being exploited. Their faith and their history and, you know, what suffering they did endure has, is being exploited by profiteers, like you just said. And so these Jewish groups are increasingly um, condemning Israel, Netanyahu, Zionism. They, they want to see the state of Israel go. I, I don't think I've, I've seen that sentiment before the last few weeks arise to the level that it, it has recently. But, but even a growing number of Jews want to see the state of Israel demolished altogether because really? of this and they're not going to shut up for sure they're yeah. they're just outraged i mean the crimes against humanity are just beyond belief and meanwhile the un is you know wants to hold them accountable they they shoot children in the head they shoot journalists right. they shoot medics they shoot they they assassinated a man who had already been um was already a an amputee both of his legs missing from israeli sniper bullets was protesting in Gaza with a flag uh, without any assist- he was just sitting there on the ground and they shot him in the head killed him a sniper did wow wow yeah and the UN goes up against them you know but nothing ever gets nothing done. happens no it doesn't oh. it doesn't it's true it's just horrifying what wasn't um, Netanyahu wasn't he just indicted so it's not, it's technically no, it's, that's the no. way it reads. But so he's under, he's now facing three counts of corruption, three different cases, and all of them have been recommended that his police chiefs have recommended that he be indicted on all of them. So these are his own police chiefs that are recommending this. And at least on one case, it was unanimous. So it's not like just a few, and these aren't outsiders. You know, you're talking overwhelmingly his police 
police chiefs want to see him indicted. And these are only corruption charges. They have nothing to do with the war crimes, which are the more serious crimes, obviously. But um, a judge, we there was uh, the indictments were due any day, and a judge came forward and finally said that the indictments are pending another one more hearing. Netanyahu gets one more chance to get out of it. Um, the timing is not clear. He over Christmas he was forced to announce emergency elections that will be held next month. And this was because he, you know, as as weak as he is on the international stage, he's as weak as that at home. I mean, I just mentioned his own police chiefs want to see him indicted. A judge, is, his own judge is prepared to indict him. His cabinet members keep resigning. And his wife was just on trial for corruption um, back in October. Wait, did, we ever, did we ever hear the verdict from that trial? No. What happened? No verdict from that no. either. And that's why this is, this may, you know, if these indictments don't come down before the trial, then they'll be meaningless. And so I think, you know, he's doing whatever he can to buy time to get another, you know, to get reelected. But meanwhile, the guy has formally allied with the equivalent of the KKK in Israel because he lost his coalition in the Knesset, which is the Israeli version of parliament. And um, so now he's reaching out to these. And this political group that he's reached out to is on the FBI's terrorist list, (laughs) mind you. So, you know, they just do this right out in the open now. They don't care. They do it right in front of us. Well, and they're aligning with neo-Nazis in Ukraine. And yet we as Americans can't criticize that. Their own leadership is aligning with, you know, these right wing groups. And yet we can't criticize that or point it out. Yeah. Somehow that's yeah. anti-Semitic. But that has really lost its power. I mean, it, it, it holds no weight anymore. No one takes the anti-Semitic thing seriously anymore. Glenn Greenwald, who is Jewish himself, um, did a great post just the other day saying that anyone who attempts to conflate Zionism and Judaism is dishonest and needs to just be quiet. Miko Paulette, he's an Israeli Jew, um, speaks out you know, very strongly against the state of Israel. It's an, it's, an, it's an official apartheid state. We boycotted South Africa for that. We did not send them billions and billions of dollars in aid to shoot the indigenous South Africans. I mean, and that's what we're doing here now. We paid for that apartheid wall. We pay for all those snipers and the bullets and the bombs that are being dropped on Gaza. That's American tax dollars paying for that. Yeah, we're funding and all. Yep. I don't know. Well, and now, you know, and now uh, I call it the cabal. When they knock me off Facebook for certain posts, it's I tell people that's what the cabal does not want you to see. So now yep. knocking me off for reporting on this um, Catholic summit over there, you know, the, here too, they're blocking, they're blocking the posts on this business, on this corruption. Yeah. Well, you know, if you think Catholic about church. it, Evelyn, yeah, and then, you know, Cardinal Pell being convicted is huge news. But you'd think that'd be all over the airwaves, right? 
this guy, he's the high, he, you know, he's up in the Vatican. He's one of the highest ranking officials in the Vatican, has now been convicted of raping a child. And the number of two, officials two, that came. Two altar boys. Yeah. Two altar yeah. boys. Well, you know, he's the only one that's gotten a conviction at all. And meanwhile, right. Tony Blair, like Trudeau, all these leaders are coming forward in this man's defense. It is just sickening. Yes. They are, publicly, they're coming to his defense, writing letters, you know, yep. claiming he's a good man. And his, his lawyer argued it was just vanilla sex. Rape is not sex. He was raping a child. That is not sex. It's violence. Yeah, yeah we talked about this vanilla sex. I've never heard of that term in my life. Yeah. Have you? Yeah. I had heard, heard, I mean, heard the term plain vanilla as an analyst because we use that a lot in Wall Street type of stuff. Uh-huh. But I, I uh-huh. so I knew what it meant, but I'd never heard it used. And the idea that this was plain vanilla sex between two men, how is that plain vanilla sex? You know, plain vanilla sex would be between a man and a woman in the, you know, whatever that monastery position or whatever it's called. It's like that's plain vanilla sex. Two consenting adults, a, a priest, a cardinal raping a boy, underage boy, is not sex. It's not plain vanilla. Right, right. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. There's nothing right. normal about that. <laughs> yeah, two former Australian prime ministers, Tony Abbott and John Howard, as well as News Corp columnist Andrew Bolt, publicly defend Pell in the wake of his conviction. It's I mean, how do these victims well, you know, have to feel? Imagine, imagine how they, you know, what they've been through. And this is, and remember, um, the current CEO of the New York Times, his name is Mark Thompson. He arrived there in 2012. Well, in 2012, Mark Thompson was outed for having covered up decades of brutal child rape by Jimmy Savile. We're talking hundreds and hundreds and hundreds more. We're, the estimates are over a thousand children. He brutally raped. And these were children who were terminally ill, disabled. Um, they they, right, were they gave him passes hospitals. to hospitals, didn't they? And yes. you go in there yes. and abuse those children in, in, in there. Yep. And, and he was a necrophiliac. They found him. Right. That he would also uh, defile the bodies of the dead children, too. And Mark Thompson was head of the BBC at the time when this happened. Well, Liz McKean, who was a BBC journalist, outed Mark Thompson for covering all of this up. And he promptly left the BBC and went directly to the New York Times. So guess what he's doing at the New York Times, but covering up all of this child rape by the Catholic Church and everyone, all these other powerful people. That's his job. He did it well at BBC. Now they want him to do it here, you know, in the U.S. at the New York Times. I mean, that that's and then Liz McKean, the journalist who outed Mark Thompson, turns up dead right. two years ago. Right. Just like the two sure. witnesses you mentioned as, you know, turning up dead against these right. powerful people. 
And then this is what they do right out in the open now. They don't even care. No. You know, the judge the judge in um that Pell's case was um he was kinda harsh, you know, when he in he uh he had wrote he presided over the case and and was in strong support of the jury. His decision he said he did it. he engaged in some shocking conduct against the two boys. I'm not making guesses about what else might have been done as king of the castle. I want yeah. to make it plain. I see this as a serious serious example of this level of offending, kid judge kid told the court. I see this as a callous, brazen offending, blatant. I think it did involve breach of trust. It did have he did have in his mind some sense of impunity. How else did he think he was going to get away with this exploiting of two vulnerable boys? And there was an element of force here. So he's sending them to prison, you know, but this is the kind of things the judge was saying in court. And, um, but these prime ministers and everything are sticking up for him. That, uh, no, he's probably not guilty. Right, right. It's, it's, and it's these incredible. Poor victims. Yeah. Well, and as you said, Evelyn, and this is, you know, again, for these people to be coming forward on his behalf in the wake of, I mean, how many cases have we seen just in the last year come forward? You know, Pope Francis was found to have covered up a 70-year child pornography ring being run out of six Catholic church dioceses in Pennsylvania. They victimized, yeah. it was 300 priests. It was more than a 1,000 victims. And the police said themselves, they knew there were, had to have been many more than that. They, the police report described the use of whips and sadistic violence against these kids. They were filming it and distributing it around these dioceses. And the Pope knew. This just came out last year. We have Chile, we have Vermont, we have Ireland, we have Spain. I mean, how many more examples do you need of this kind of behavior before you ask yourself, you know, is it an institutional problem? Oh, it's an institutional problem. And the way that they just forbid anybody to address the homosexual network in the Vatican, you know, through this whole right. summit is the, is the most awful, you know, because people... Uh, well, the corrupt bishops and priests will come out and say that, you know, that homosexuality doesn't lead to any more sex abuse of children, you know, and, and it's so false. I mean, the, um, the study came out and it's like 81% of the, of the abused children are young male boys and the rest are, are female, you know, when it's three times as many as females. The homosexual network in, in the Vatican, within the Vatican system, is a big problem. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's... And they won't address I, I it. Seen, yeah, I have seen figures that 9 out of 10 or something like that were boys that had been raped. Well, that, and, yeah. I, so well, that would be like, about right. If 81%, they said, and then what does that leave 19% for, okay. for women, girls, you know? Yeah. I mean, but if they don't. The, the, they don't address that. The homosexual. This is never going to end. Yeah. No. Well, that's the thing is, Evelyn. You know, even with the conviction of Cardinal Cardinal Pell, I think what you're seeing, you know, with this censorship on Facebook, is that they are hoping they can put the whole matter to rest. They're like, oh, look, we got one of the big fish. It's all taken care of. When we know for a fact that that's not the case. And the bottom line is, again, no matter what punishment Cardinal Pell gets, it's not going to be sufficient to the crimes he's committed. And it doesn't address 
all those other people who have offended and are still offending in the church when the church refuses to even acknowledge this as a problem or make any commitments to do anything differently. The only point at which this is going to stop is when we stop it. And one one really important aspect of the Vatican that people need to understand is that it is a sovereign nation. It is a state unto itself and accountable to no one. And so right. they, I mean, and they've, they've, um, there's lots of precedent for that when, where their properties are considered, um, what's it called, uh, diplomatic territory so that they're, they have immunity. I mean, they've rigged it. The, the Vatican was set up as a system for organized crime and to hide behind religion. And, and it's the same thing we see going on in Israel today. And, and Israel, only more recently in 1948, got its state. The Vatican got its state, I think, um, you know, 15, 20, maybe 30 years earlier. And so that's what Israel is following that model. It's the same. It's the, sh- the Vatican needs to be shut down just as Israel. We, and, and the other thing is that while Israel is siphoning billions and billions and billions of taxpayer dollars from the U.S. Right. to fund it, yeah. so is the Vatican. The Vatican has a secret concordat which guarantees it a percentage of American tax revenue every year. We are sustaining that criminal network with our tax dollars, and that has got to stop. Uh, you know, every American should be outraged by that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I I was reading this, uh, I, I found this article yesterday, it's called, uh, well, it was about, it's not a closet, it's a cage. Gay Catholic priests speak out. Well, yeah. And this was just, uh, well, it was February 18th. But um, anyhow, down here in paragraph it says, Fewer than about 10 priests in the United States have dared to come out publicly. But gay men likely make up at least 30 to 40 percent of the American Catholic clergy, according to dozens of estimates from gay priests themselves and researchers. Some priests say the number is closer to 75 percent. One priest in Wisconsin said he assumed every priest is gay unless he knows for a fact he's not. This is how bad it has become. And these are this is an article interviewing all gay priests in the United States. And they're the ones. And, and st- yeah, and and yet it's still denied. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, I it, again, it, it needs to be shut down. It, that is just like the U.S. federal government needs to be shut down. It is beyond repair. It is rotten to its core. You can't fix that. <laughs> it needs to go no entirely. No kidding. I mean, there's nothing. Well, I, the- how else? Go ahead. No, I was listening to you. I, it's just, you know, again, and you wonder how, on the, just like Israel can't sustain itself without all these billions in American tax revenue, neither can the Vatican. And, and why are we propping these institutions up, for heaven's sake? On our back, <laughs> as half of the American population is living at or near poverty. We have veterans who are homeless and without health care. How many people can't afford to get treatment that they need? I mean, just the, the lunacy of it is beyond belief. Right, right. Well, it was good news, um, in Protestant Church uh, this week, uh, on March 1st, there was an article out the United Methodist Church 
had uh, made history and voted against allowing homosexual marriage and LGBT clergy. So I was real happy oh. to see that. They, they voted, and they, they're not allowing it. Wow, that's a real switch, because in previous yeah. years, votes like that you would see going the other direction. So that's significant in my yes, mind. Um, Absolutely. Interesting. I did not know that. Yeah, it just came out on March 1st, so they just voted on it. So I don't know how we're going to end this, but if they don't get rid of that homosexual network in the Vatican all over the world, you know, this is never going to end. Never. Nope. No, we just we need to shut it down. It, it even yeah. doesn't even matter if the homosexual network goes. They're still raping children. They're still trafficking children. They're still stealing from all over the world. It's a criminal enterprise. It, it, and, and I say that as someone who grew up in the Catholic Church and someone who has ties to the Catholic Church that literally go back to the Knights of Malta. So, I mean... Um, you know, I've I've had to face <laughs> an ugly reality, but it is um, it is beyond repair. It is a it was set up to be what it is. That's why it can't be fixed. Right. Well, the other big news is in the sex trafficking bust. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein back in the news here. That uh, oh yeah, coming up for a hearing. You know, after that judge ruled that those that that uh, settlement agreement was was un- illegal, you know, and they had 15 days to come back to t- tell the judge because he wants to unseal the documents in that case. Well, of course, they and, don't want the documents. And the big deal is now Alan Dershowitz, attorney Alan Dershowitz, pedophile that he is, um, he's now, he wants to curb the press access to hear uh, on the sec- Jeff Epstein sex abuse case on, but I think it's the 15th, or, or maybe it's Wednesday they're going to be back in court. So he said, uh, his lawyer says that uh, he wrote a letter to the judge and asked that the media should be excluded from the proceedings because his oral arguments on behalf of his client could contain sensitive information that has been under seal. Yeah, well, it just came out, I think it was a month or two ago, that another girl has said that Dershowitz raped her, you know, Epstein yes. sent her to him. And so that's two, you know. So Dershowitz, he's out here all the time. Yeah, he wants it sealed. Because, you know, he doesn't want this information coming out. Well, this is awful. Here's the judge. He says, we're going to unseal the documents. That was illegal, that uh, that that uh, settlement agreement they entered into. So now they're coming out here and they want to keep the press out of the hearings for this. Yeah. Well, again, like A you said, Dershowitz is, yeah, Dershowitz is directly implicated himself. And he knows what he did was entirely wrong. And just for people who aren't familiar, Jeffrey Epstein was charged with multiple counts of child sex trafficking for bringing girls to be pimped out to his buddies on his plane and on other properties he owned. What Alan Dershowitz did was get a plea deal that was a reduction in the charges to a single count of soliciting a minor. They don't even compare. So the idea, um, and then Alan Dershowitz is also responsible for smearing a lot of these girls. These are girls who were raped. And yet Alan Dershowitz, the big, you know, uh, ethical guy is out there smearing them. 
I, I mean, just right. the, this, it's just sickening beyond belief. And, you know, Alan Dershowitz is directly implicated. The other thing that I saw for the first time that I can't put my hands on um, real quick is that I saw that Donald Trump was named by one of the girls for having threatened her uh, if she spoke about the case, if she spoke about what happened to her with regard to Jeffrey Epstein. So that's the first time I've actually seen him named by a credible source as being somehow involved, which Alan Dershowitz would not want to get out for sure. Right. I was looking yesterday. I was I was looking. I didn't finish looking all over the flight manifest. You know, of all the people that were on on uh, on his uh, Lolita Express up there, the orgy uh, plane that he'd fly around, where you'd have underage girls up there, and they'd have orgies right up in the sky. Um, and I don't find that Trump. I think I he's not on the manifest for riding on that plane, but um, of course Clinton's on there about twenty six times, Hillary six times, um, but. I think I did read where his brother had given a deposition, or Trump's brother had given a deposition years ago in this case, and he, I think he said that uh, Trump rode on that plane once from Washington to New York or from Florida to New York or something, that he did fly on yeah. that plane one time. But, yeah, um, that's what I had seen, but not gone to the island. I didn't see, I've never, no, I, I've no, never seen any no. evidence that he was on that plane going to that island, which we know was the case with the Clintons. And um, uh, Alan Dershowitz was on that manifest going to the Lolita Island. And oh, absolutely. Uh, Lynn Rothschild, too. Linda Rothschild. Oh, yeah. There's, there's a lot of women on them planes and stuff, too, you know, participating yep. in this. No doubt. that. Uh, so I don't know what's going to happen on this case. If they're gonna, if It'll he's be- gonna win that argument or not to keep him out. But um, a brief filed in support of the Herald's appeal to refuse that um, was filed by the Reporters Committee for Freedom of the Press and 32 other media companies, including New York Times, Washington Post, Dow Jones, Fox News, Gannett, Political Reveal Center for Investigative Reporting and Tribune Publishing, and well, a total of 32 have filed a brief that they want those records opened. Well, they said if the judge has already determined that it was illegal, then that Mm -hmm. any protections should be null and void. You know, right? I mean, that would seem to be. So I I, I don't really get like what the basis that this argument is being made in the first place, or that the judge would even entertain it. Like in terms of Alan Dershowitz wanting to keep it sealed. Right. And all these, I mean, in in that in that plea agreement that they entered into, they made it so that all the co-conspirators' names would not be made public. You know, and the co-conspirators right. were all these broads, these whores that grizzly masks well, and all these underage girls too that he had bringing, you know, bringing young girls to his house. And and the thing is, this went on all across the United States. This is inter- yeah. interstate sex trafficking. You know, and Dershowitz would name would be one of those co-conspirators in that agreement. You know, all these yep. people that uh, were involved in this, their co-conspirators and their names were left out. So we never got to know. But, you know, those of us that do research figured out who they were. So if you right. open up all these then all mm-hmm. those names would be exposed. 
And that's what should happen. I mean, and this yeah. is a global sex trafficking operation Epstein's running. I mean, he would get girls from overseas and everything else yep. and bring girls to overseas leaders and, you know, corporate leaders and all this for them to rape. <laughs> well, and that's and he provide, and, it, to... and that was the same with Jimmy Savile. He was providing these underage girls, underage children to people, the royal family, all these perverts yep. all over the world. Yep. You know, and he got away with I, it for all those years. It wasn't just the ones that he raped. It was he right. was providing. He was like Epstein. He's providing all these underage girls. And, and boys, I'm sure. Say. I mean, Kevin Spacey oh, yeah. flew down there on that. I'm sure uh, I'm sure Epstein provided boys for him. You know, Epstein's just been running this global sex trafficking operation for how many years? Well, that's another good point, Evelyn, is that you know, Jeffrey Epstein is, you know, the perfect example of the um, human compromise operations that our government runs, specifically the CIA. And um, the way there are a couple parallels there, one of which is that the um, Nexium, which is, you know, a, run by the Bronfman sisters, a sex slave cult where they were branding women as, and making them into sex slaves. And wait, 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 I want to make one more point on this that we forgot last time we were talking about this. This bit with Jeffrey Epstein. People need to understand that he had cameras in all of his apartments. That's all what I was homes, getting at. Where he filmed yes, everybody and compromised them. And this is why I, this isn't coming out. Because the names that will come out that he has compromised Let's probably take the whole world leaders down. And and the, the reason why I brought up the Nexium is because, you know, they this is in the court documents that that one was set up as a human compromise operation specifically to blackmail six judge, different judges. Well, Jeffrey Epstein came into all this money, property, jets, and lifestyle out of the blue. No one seems to know exactly how Jeffrey Epstein became a billionaire. And you can't become a billionaire without people knowing about it, right? I mean, who can amass money like that without it being quite obvious where it comes from? The other thing about um, Jeffrey Epstein is that it just so happened to sneak out in court proceedings that he's an FBI whistleblower and had been for many years before these charges were brought against him. And that clearly played a role in what happened with his sentencing. So sure, he didn't go with Mueller and he provided information. Was it an on Bear Stern uh, counting fraud or something like this? Way back yes. it would have been. Ye- yes. So that, they, yes. that gave him immunity for all this, that he can provide hundreds of, probably thousands of girls over the years to world leaders and corporate, corporate executives and politicians and everything and blackmails him. Is this part of it? Mueller's in on this, so he maybe he's got all the names that uh, Epstein oh, has sure. compromised. That oh, would make I'm sense. Sure. Yes. Yeah. No question. And nope. and that's why they're not speaking out more, you know, more prominently demanding that this be made public because they're all involved exactly. in it. Yes. Where's in the, the media too? Republic? In the media too. Yes. Exactly. You know, when Jeffrey Epstein got out of his little prison sentence there, if you want to call it that, uh, they had a big party at his house and, they, and, and George Stephanopoulos and Katie Couric. And I forget. I should look it up because my memory faults me. But all the people that were there to welcome him home. 
from his 13-month little stint there where he only stayed at the prison in a, in, a, in a cell that was made special for him for like seven hours a day or something. He was allowed to just run free. But this would explain it all. He's blackmailing yeah. all of them. And that's yeah. why they let him get away with this. They can't stop him. Yes. we And like I said, you know, the Nexium... Think they they have successfully blackmailed judges and and we know that this goes on and he's an FBI whistleblower <laughs> so it's not you know it's really easy to put the picture together when you have those pieces um, it's just it, it, it and you can't you know you have to live this lifestyle in order to lure people in Adnan Khashoggi was another such personality who sort of came out of nowhere you know and did the same kinds of things that Jeffrey Epstein uh does except Adnan Khashoggi was did it on behalf of George Bush when he was um head of the CIA so uh you know really? this is a clear established pattern that we've seen it's it's well documented and your point about nobody's saying anything about this you know the i mentioned linda rothschilds being on jeffrey epstein's plane well the rothschilds own all the left-leaning networks so of course they're not going to cover it and then um because it's going to she's involved in in the nexium and she's involved with epstein she's been on epstein's plane and she's also involved in the nexium sex cult I don't know about Nexium, but but the reason why the Epstein thing is not being covered by any of the Rothschilds networks is because it would expose Linda Rothschilds for being affiliated with him. And, you know, same with the conservative networks. They don't want Donald Trump's name coming up, you know, associated with all of this. So uh, and imagine how many Republicans are caught up in it. So. Um, they're doing everything right. they can to, to keep it under wraps. Sure, I've, I've got to go through that book more carefully and get all the names because there's a lot of world leaders in there too that were on that plane. And like we talked about the last time, who would who would ride on that plane if they weren't involved in this? Who would ride with a yeah. known pedophile um, running global pedophile networks? Who would get on that plane with him if they weren't involved in it? Yep. Yep. <laughs> It's really scary. I mean, and you know, we got uh, Prince Andrew. You know, I mean, the top world leaders, Bill Clinton, Prince Andrew, Trump name. I mean, yep. this is the top. And this is what we've got to take down. But why it's so hard is because they're all involved in it. Yes. And that's why it's not going to happen. Again, the court system, you know, the Nexium example proves that they've corrupted the court system, too you know, effectively. And oh, while right. there may be a few good judges who sneak through there, they don't last and they get corrupted themselves. You know, either they either get pushed out right. or corrupt or corrupted themselves. So nothing material ever really um, comes of it. So sure. this and, is good and news. The world, certainly. And the top leaders are involved in this. Um, ben Seismus, just Jake put out a, a tape again. And, you know, we had him on the show and he told us, and all these people are connected in these sex cults. So he put out the list of people that he remembered meeting at the Nexium recruitment party over a decade ago in Hamden, Connecticut. And he names Allison Matt. Now listen to these names. Allison Matt, Keith Renner, Stormy Daniels, Eric Schneiderman. Eric Schneiderman's just the one that just got busted. What was he, Attorney General? What was he in New York? Um, Attorney he General. Was previously Attorney he got General, busted. yeah. Yeah, for um, beating up his girlfriend and stuff. 
And then Nancy Salzman was there, Sarah Brockman, Claire Brockman, Catherine Oxenberg, India Oxenberg, Anthony Weiner, Huma Abedin, Michael Avenatti, James Elephantis of Pizzagate fame, David Brock, Frank Parlato, and Roger Stone. He said Elliot Spitzer and Ashley DeBreeze walked in just as I was leaving. So look at these top Supposedly yeah. leaders in this country. Yeah, associated with the. But all the way, ba- all the way back that that was in 2007. You had Stormy Daniels and Michael Avant Avant Nadi there. These people all together. Yeah, it, the, the, I mean, and that's what we've been trying to show is that these aren't right. isolated incidences. These aren't rogue people who are just, um, you know gone a little nuts and are doing something weird. This is a whole organized system of functioning. That's how billionaires become billionaires is through blackmail, exploitation, and theft. And that's how they stay billionaires. (laughs) So they're highly... What is it? Once they're compromised, do they just all stick together then? Like this, listen to these names. I mean, you know, listen to these names. This was back in 2007, and so that's 12 years ago, they were all together yeah. all the way back then in 2007, and now it's 2019, and it's just getting busted open, finally. Yeah. This is scary. Yeah, I mean, they really do have to, I mean, for, you know, Ronald Bernard, the form, he's a Dutchman and former um, international banker who's a whistleblower, right. and he worked with the Illuminati directly. And, and he, what he describes is a group of about 8,500 people who operate entirely behind the scenes and whose names we never, ever hear. They include the Rothschilds and the Bronfmans and, and um, a lot of these other names. Uh, and, and he has said very plainly that those names will never, ever, ever show up. You know, they'll never be prosecuted. They may, there may be some fuss made about them, just like we see these investigations and potential charges, but nothing ever happens. Like with Jeffrey Epstein, he did, nothing happened to him in terms of punishment. So, um, you know, it just, we really, it really does boil down to us being willing to be disruptive enough and sabotage them enough to make these systems impossible to work for them. And because, you know, again, as Ronald Bernard had said, he, there's the systems are designed to protect those people. They're they're really yeah. are, they're not just not they're not just designed to not prosecute them. They're designed to pro- actively protect and further their interests. So, um, you know, we the, it it will not change until we change it ourselves. Well, the judge is being pretty hard on the, on the Nexium gang. Um, but I, I, need, I need to tell you this. Yesterday it was reported that uh, uh, following a beating administered to Keith Rainier by several inmates, Rainier has been moved out of the general population at the Metropolitan Det- Detention Center in Brooklyn, and he is akin to solitary confinement insofar as Rainier is confined to a small cell, locked 23 hours per day. He's allowed one hour out per day for recreation outside his cell. He is handcuffed for the entire hour. He is also accorded 
the right to visit with his attorneys. When they visit Rainier is strip searched and an inspection is made of his anal cavity on the way to the attorney's visitor's room and strip searched again when he leaves prior to going back to his cell. So this just wow. happened yesterday. Yeah. Yay. But, um, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I know it. I, I, and, and I posted that with several posts I made uh, last week of in, in prison of uh, prisoners doing away with these pedophiles. Taken into yeah, their own hands. I, you know, yep. that, uh, that they're done. You know, and so they're supposedly coming out on supposedly supposed to be new indictments coming in that case in March. Superseding indictments in March. Oh no! That was kidding. just announced. Oh yeah, yeah. That's fantastic. So what that's going to mean? I don't. I don't know. Um, it says. Let me see down here. I think one of them hired um, that. What the heck's his name? Um, oh, they hired Mark Garagos um, to join Claire Bronson's defense team. So um, I don't know what that's about. Hmm. Well, that's good news. I'm glad that so they had is- yeah they had a hearing. I think it was on March first or second, and um, that's when they announced that there's going to be superseding indictments coming out. So I wonder what that means. It's going to mean yeah. more defendants, or what it's going to mean? Well, it means but more it- charges for sure. You think so. so? Is that what it means? Oh yeah, yeah. That's the only time they do that is when. They w- are adding charges or elevating charges. Like if the, they want to upgrade a charge of child rape to child trafficking, like that, that would be a superseding indictment. Right. Well, this Frank report, they put, they cover the Nexium scandal all the time. And, um, he seems to think that there's some issues down in Mexico, the Nexium, um, cult down there. Well, that's where Keith Rainier was found. Remember, he was he had he had right. he was a fugitive in Mexico, and he had taken some women there and ch- and children, I believe, um, against their will, and was keeping them hostage. And so uh, maybe there's another case pending in Mexico for his crimes in country there. Wow. But you know that judge isn't nice to those those people in that case. Yeah, it doesn't sound like it, which I'm glad. Although he did let um, Claire Bronfman out on bail, it was a hundred million dollar bond, but yeah. still, she should not. She should be in jail. There were brand oh, right. new people. Right. They were. They were. How much was pimping. How much was the bail for um for um Mackie that uh, what was her name that uh, small bail Mack. actress? How much was her bail? Allison Mack's bail, I think, was like a million dollars or five million dollars or something. It was high, and and she yeah. struggled to to put it together. But um, you know, but that Claire other one Brock, came up with a hundred million dollars bail, huh? She's a billionaire. So, well, the judge was complaining a few weeks ago about uh, you know the they're funding all of the defendants in this case. Yep. And uh, he said that uh, they're thinking they're running out of money, that they only got about 25% left of the money that was set aside for that, and the trial isn't even set to start until April 29th. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. I mean... Yeah, she puts the whole... Oh, that Claire Braun... How is that pronounced? Bronfman? Bronfman. Well, she's yeah. putting the, the bill for for all the co-defendants 
Lanier and the other co-defendants. Now, why would she do that? Yeah, exactly. Because once they're convicted, her convictions, you know, a certainty. And you point out rightly that the judge is being harder on them than the judge was on um, Jeffrey Epstein because um, Claire Bronfman requested almost the exact same setup that Jeffrey Epstein had had. And the judge denied it. Yeah. Yep. So that's the deal. I think the judge sees through it, eh? It it looks that way. Yeah, he he really does. He he comes across, you know, in articles and stuff. He comes across that he don't like this at all. That this Brothman is funding all these defendants. Yeah, well, it's, it's her protection. I mean, that's how you know when you prosecute yeah. cases like that when there are multiple defendants. You try and get the convictions for the easiest cases first, the least complicated. And that way you can use those convictions in the case you present against someone like Claire Bronfman. So um, right. she well, has the, judge she said. Has he the said, vested... said the Bronfman lawyers could potentially put the interest of Claire Bronfman before Rainier's. And that includes which witnesses are called and lines of questioning on cross-examination, the judge warned. So that probably yeah. makes sense than what you're saying. Yeah. That she'll defend him because she don't want him convicted. But, um, oh, this is so sick, man. But it's yeah. all, you know, coming to a head now. And that's the thing when they're blocking us on, on Facebook or any place else from reporting on this. You know, yeah. Well, it's really coming at the same time. Yeah. Think of, you know, we've been saying for so long that this is a, you know, global Child sex trafficking is is a global crisis. We've been saying that over and over and over again. Now you see several billionaires being faced with child sex trafficking. We have two members, high-ranking members in the Catholic Church. (laughs) You know, and it's all erupting, you know, all this stuff going on with Israel and, you know, and the, the Israel was just busted um, in Colombia for running a child sex trafficking ring. I mean, they, it's just blowing up all over the place on them, and uh, they're doing their damnedest to contain it. But it's it's too much. It's like you, it, there's no containing that kind of corruption. I mean, it's just rampant. Well, sure, and then that uh, New England Patriot owner Robert Kraft was. Robert Kraft, yes. prosecutor in that uh, down there at that. Well, it's a it's a it's a sex trafficking operation down there that he's busted in, and and it ties in. That's down in Florida, you know, and that all ties in. And and there's supposed to be much more information coming out about that big bust, but you know, I'm sure they're hiding it or trying to. Oh yeah, oh yeah, because. you just look at Dr. Phil, that episode we've talked about a few times where yeah. he had a woman on who had been sold as an infant to a billionaire to be raped and sex trafficked. And she was very specific yeah. about the fact that she and all the other children she was kept caged with would be flown on private planes to major political and sporting events like the Super Bowl, which the Patriots were just in. And Robert Kraft is the owner of the Patriots, and they would be passed around and raped by all the billionaires and powerful people there. 
And this was confirmed by an FBI agent who was also a guest. We've heard it confirmed repeatedly by CIA agents like John Kirakow, um, Kevin uh, Schiff. Yeah, I mean, we've heard this confirmed. So it's, it's corroborated across the board that this goes on. And so, you know, they're going to do everything they can. Just like with the Nexium case, the one thing that they leave out every single time is that Rainbow Cultural Garden preschool that they were running. And this was in, there's actually one in England, um, Washington, and I believe one in um, Mexico, and there were others that they were taking preschoolers and grooming them for child sex trafficking. The one in in Washington was shut down and appears to have been used to um, corrupt people on Capitol Hill. These are are preschoolers. They're toddlers that are being pimped out. And the reason why that is, there are several reasons. People are like, why would they be raping toddlers? Well, toddlers can't... um, can't act as witnesses on their own behalf right they can't speak they can't they can't disclose what happened to them so they're the perfect target and you know these the whole environment is such that you know younger is better we saw this with um those guys the hollywood guys talking about you know and and someone from hillary clinton's own campaign what was his name josh something or other talking about you know raping a nine-month-old baby and trying to have, you know, anal sex with a four-year-old, but he couldn't get it in kind of thing. I mean, this is this is very yeah. commonplace. And, and so... And you know, the board for these, these schools that you're talking about, for these little toddler schools and everything, this is how deep this goes. Barbara Bush sat on the board for those toddler right. schools, whatever they're called. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, this is so That's, deep. I forgot about that. Yes. The people and at so, the top are running this operation. And you could, someone could say, oh, well, she didn't know. She damn better should oh. know what the hell is going on there if she's going to sit on their goddamn board because you are legally liable. That's what being a board, member's me- board member means. It's not that you just collect a check. It means you're responsible when something goes wrong. So she better do her fucking homework. She has all that staff. She can't figure out that it's a freaking split sex slave operation. So this never gets mentioned in the Nexium case. And um, that's or what the we're char- seeing the, now. The charge, they never mentioned, they never put the charge in there, but it actually is child, child sex trafficking. Exactly. Is what they're exactly. arrested for. They leave that child out of there, you know. Always. But, um, the two down in Florida with that crap. This is international. Them women were trafficked here from China and everything that they have working in them spas. You know, this is an international child trafficking ring and that we've been talking about for years, me and you. And, you know, it's all coming out now, but people don't realize it. it's breaking open right in front of everybody's eyes. Yeah, it's a lot to take then, in, I think, for people to uh, absorb, really, how isn't it? the magnitude. Well, and it is for me and you, and we've been covering this for years. But when it comes <laughs> yeah. out, you know how bad it is, you know? Yeah. But like that John God cult down there, you know, with all the important people involved with him. Yes. Yes, that's another huge one. I mean, literally keeping girls as slaves, to produce babies that would then be sold. 
And and one yeah. of the witnesses was killed, right? If this this is yep. one of the witnesses that died. Yep. Seriously. Yep. yep. She was the one that reported it. Yep. And she was killed. And then the other one that we Oprah talked Winfrey? about was the one that reported. Pardon? And Oprah Winfrey is closely affiliated oh, yeah. with that guy. Again, you know, mm-hmm. these are these are people who should know better. And if they don't know better, they need to hire someone who can tell them <laughs> better. Well, you know? Oprah knows better just like that orphanage she set up there over in Africa. Yep. That was the same thing. They were just sexual abuse and then children. Yep. She knows it. They all know it. They're all involved in this. And people better understand yep. that, what we're fighting against and why it gets blocked. Because the people yep. that are, are going to be exposed are the top top executives, top world leaders, top uh, entertainment people. They're all involved. Yes. And, and that's how they get away the, with it. Yeah, and those girls, they keep them down there, and they make them have babies for 10 years, and then they kill them. I think for most people, they just they, that just sounds too, it's just too much to take in. But, you know, yeah. I mean, who, how is it that that could happen, really? And the way it happens, again, you know, people, even today, you know, with all this anti-Semitism talk and all that, you know, people are like, how could the Holocaust have happened, the Jewish Holocaust? Well, it happened the same way that all this other stuff is happening now, is that good people are doing nothing about it and not trying to understand how bad it is. And, you know, that, that is the biggest hurdle, is the apathy among Americans especially. Uh, it's just like, you know, you have an obligation to know. And that's the other thing is that, you know, if this is happening to your child, wouldn't you want other people to care enough to find out about it and do something? Really? Well, right. And it's just now that the Catholics, that the men are finally coming out, you know, and, that, and that's right. what we needed. You know, I think men were too shy that they, they felt like they couldn't talk about this, you know, but now they are. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And that, so is, a- that is really good. But, you know, and, and I give him so much credit. I mean, I would love to do a survey of the, of the, in Green Bay to see how many, see how many altar boys and stuff were abused here in, in Green Bay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure you'd be shocked. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess that's it, Trish. Um, well, we covered a lot of stuff, and I, and I hope that uh, there'll be more outcomes coming out this week, and we'll report on next week. So Sounds good. I look forward to it, too, okay. Evelyn. Okay, thanks Bye. for tuning in, people. We'll see you next week. Bye. I feel Bye. so helpless and confused Cause I hear screaming on the left Yelling on the right I'm sitting in the